Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Our Journey Alive. I am your host, Sophia Strother, and I am with my girl, Miss LaDonna. And we're going to be talking tonight about what defines you. We are so excited again to be joining you via Open Mic Broadcast Network to really talk about something that's very relevant and that everybody has to to really deal with at some point in their life, about what literally defines you. Is it your religion? Is it your belief system? Is it your children? Is it a relationship? Is it a career? Or do you have no definition? What is that thing or that passion or that drive that defines you? And sometimes Those things aren't positive and healthy. And if that's the case, how do you kind of reshape that or really have kind of a paradigm shift so that you can really think through what should define you and not allowing your past, especially if it was not healthy or constructive or if it was trauma-filled, to define the new you or the you that you aspire to be as you move forward. And so today as we move forward, I'm going to give some like real-life experiences. Uh, Me and LaDonna will talk through a few things, and I'm going to kind of uh, experiment a little bit on LaDonna on a little exercise that I would recommend um, that (laughs) any of our listeners actually try. This is something that my therapist, Cheryl Alexander, who I recommend if you are in the uh, Austin area, the Central Texas area, she is a phenomenal um, therapist and one that literally has given me some wonderful coping skills um, that has helped get me out of some very deep depths um, of despair in my past. But this was something that she actually had me to do, and it's a passions test. And um, it really, it was really eye-opening as well. So first and foremost, what defines you? And the reason why this topic came up was I just recently went through a period of what they call in term empty nest syndrome. The empty nest syndrome is normally something that someone talks about when parents and or a parent or a caregiver who has taken care of children, the children leave home. And then they now have to focus on themselves or find themselves or now have to get to know their partner all over again because they are no longer focusing all of their energy and livelihood on their children. And I have one of those kind of moments Um, two Saturdays ago, I was going grocery shopping for the first time. My, my oldest son has already been out the house um, for some years now. And my middle son just went off to school and I just took him to school on June 12th. And then my daughter, she is going to be gone um, with her father for an extended period of time. 
And so here I am in the grocery store for the first time, grocery shopping, and I'm going around the store and I'm feeling lost. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? Like, I can't shop. Like, I don't want this really because normally I get this for the kids. I don't want no Pop-Tarts. You know, I don't want no Hot Pockets. I don't need this. I don't really eat this. And I remember texting my aunt like, this is not going well. I'm feeling a bit depressed. I think I need to leave because I don't know what I like anymore. Like, I don't need huge full-course meals. I don't need to you know, prepare the same things. And I literally left and sat in a parking lot like, oh, my gosh. It's really sinking in. I don't know who I am. Like, I have completely immersed myself. Since I've been 11, I've been literally taking care of folks, whether it's my younger brothers, my mom when she was going through her, her incident, men, unfortunately, my grandmother, you know, my other brother, my brothers, even as they were older, my own children, until now here I am at 38, and this is the first time in my life um, for the last 27 years that I have not had to care for someone else, and it's just right. me, and I'm lost. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, what is it? Like, if it wasn't it's- church or if it wasn't a thousand and one events because I'm always having to save the world and save the people. And, you know what I'm saying? Now yeah, I have yeah, to, yeah. like, who is Sophia again? Like, what right. does that mean? Well, it's funny that you said that because I raised five children. I have five children. And when they left the house um, and I had gotten into a relationship and, and you know, I started – cooking and I bought the big packs of chicken, the big packs of pork chops. I had opened up two cans of peas. I had two boxes of macaroni. And so it's just me and my fiance at the table and he's looking around and he's like, babe, are we feeding the children of New Guinea tonight or what are we doing here? (laughs) I said, I don't know how to cook for two people, okay? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you you get there and you're like, what do you do now? Something as simple as cooking, that's just the beginning of what do you do with your new life. (laughs) And, And, you know, I can see how, you know, people can get kind of in this despair pit a little bit. Because I remember the first week that they were gone, I I really was lost. I was really, you know, even getting off, I was going to work early just because I can. I was staying late because there's no real reason for me to rush home. I don't have to cook. I don't have to make sure homework's done and, you know, fuss at my son because I know it's a mess and he didn't left a mess and can't, you know. I don't have to do all of those things, and and I'm not in a relationship, nor am I dating. So it's not like I have something else to kind of keep my focus and attention. And even though I have my own business and a nonprofit, I've scaled back a little bit so I could have some more me time. But I never really thought through what me time looked like. And I, I remember saying to myself, so what do I do with me? And that's where the show came in at to where you you really need to remember before you get to that point of this empty nest despair. And the empty nest doesn't necessarily just have to be children. You could have it to where Mm -hmm. you're used to living with 
a large nucleus of family because there's some people that literally have been brought up in large families to where you have extended family that lives with you or you could have it to where, again, um, if you are married and that is no longer, so that part of your life is not there and that's not your focus. So the emptiness doesn't necessarily have to be children. It can be extended family or if you've lived with roommates for an extended period of time and they're no longer a part of your immediate circle, You've got to have something that that is like a strong foundation that you know is you aside from all of that other social network. And so something that Cheryl did with me that I thought was very helpful but was tricky was she asked me a question. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to simplify it a little bit. She asked me, what are your passions? What are things that you want to do? And she asked me to jot them down. She gave me a time limit that I could jot them down. But what I'm going to do with you, because our time is limited, LaDonna, I'm going to ask you three things. What are three things that are your passions, that literally things that you want to achieve, that get you up in the morning, that keeps you going? What are things that drive you that you can honestly say, my passion wakes me up? like my boy Vance Murphy has a clothing line that says, what are three things that drive you? Okay. Recently, recently, like I was telling you earlier, my fiance had left to go to Puerto Rico. I have never had an ambition for anything. Even growing up, I never thought I'm going to be a doctor or I'm going to be a lawyer. I always went by the seat of my pants and never had ambition for anything. When he left, I thought, what am I going to do? I have no children at home. He's gone. And what am I going to do? I picked up uh, extreme workout and getting fit and I'm 45, so I'm wanting to to work out and be a healthier me, a better me. And so as sad as this is, that is one of my passions. I wake up every morning, and I, I it's, it's an all-day process for me. I love it. I'm feeling better. I'm looking better. I'm toning up. And I know that's sad, but that is my passion right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's passion number one. What's mm-hmm. passion number two? Passion number two. Um, oh, wow. Passion number two is just, you know, my grandkids are my passion. I, you know, I wish I could be with them more, spend more time with them, but I passionately love them and, you know, I love my children too, but there's something about the grandbabies that I'm just passionate about. Okay, and what's okay. the third thing that you are passionate, that you want to, um, that drives you, that you want to achieve or accomplish? I want to, I want to be a, I want to be better. I want to be a better mother. I, I had my kids young, and so I made tons of mistakes. So I always try to be better at being a better grandmother and being there for them. I want to be a better spouse because like I said, I was young and you know, you learn as you go. And so I want to, I want to take everything. It's kind of a live and learn process and be better and, and, and be passionate about being better for the people that I love around me, friends, Good. family, children. Good. So you're three. The first one was 
healthier you. So really, that first one was the only passion that was just about you and something specifically that will better you personally, working out, health and wellness. The second one was about your grandkids, and the third one was about your children and your husband, right? Yes. So now I'm going to ask you this again. What is something that you're passionate about that you want to accomplish that has nothing to do with anyone else but you? Mm-hmm. So we already have one. So I need two more things that have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the grandkids, okay. nothing to do with your spouse or your children, but something that you would like to accomplish that you can check the box and say, you know what, I've always wanted to do this and yeah. I did it because fear is not an option, money is not an obstacle course, so I have all the money in the world, resources, doesn't matter, I have limitless resources, time on my hands, my kids are taken care of, I've already spent some time with the grandkids. What are two things that I would be passionate about that would drive me? This is a lot tougher than I thought it would be. I mm-hmm. I am passionate about fashion. I would love to open up an online boutique. I, I would be passionate about that. That would make me very happy. I would love to um, um, travel. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is... I love this. This and is why horrible. I, this is, don't no, love this. but this is great. And why this is great... And, and and trust me, I struggle just the same with you. But why this is great, and I love that I'm learning something new about you, this this online fashion boutique is really great, as, as well as the travel. Um, so now I know your top three um, passions that we're talking about is a healthier you, traveling, and potentially a fashion boutique online, which are very all three doable things, one of which you're already doing. And the second one, well, the third one, which is traveling, you're going to be doing anyway, um, going to Puerto Rico, but even more traveling than that. And then the fashion boutique is something that's very attainable um, for you to also do if that's something that you wanted to do. But I'm learning about what you want to do. And one of the things that this is so important about what defines you is that so much of our lives, especially in the social constructs that we have, is about everybody else, that we lose sight that we ourselves have something that we should strive for, we, as far as the you that makes you you. Just because you got married doesn't mean that LaDonna is lost, that the ambitions and aspirations that LaDonna has she can right. no longer have. Just because you had children doesn't mean that you um, shouldn't aspire to those things because for whatever reason you're being selfish and you're not putting your kids. Or, again, you join a church, and now all of a sudden that you join a church, you can't aspire to do some of the things you want to do because you might miss a service or two because you want to travel or because you want to do X, Y, and Z. A lot of times what happens is we allow this ridiculous notion of pleasing everyone else and having to be accountable to everyone else that we lose years and years of our lives of being able to aspire to things that that we want to do, which there's nothing wrong with being selfish to us and defining some of the dreams and aspirations we have. I was just talking to someone um, that I was doing a life coaching session with today, and I was saying 
it's okay to be selfish sometimes. It's okay for us to have a passion and to have a dream and to have aspirations. There's nothing wrong with us aspiring. There's nothing wrong with saying no to somebody sometimes when they're taxing on us. It's okay to set boundaries so that you're able to still live as well, so that you can still feel as though that you have a purpose. And the purpose is not always everyone else. I was also just conversing with Fatima Mann. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman here in Austin that's doing some great things with Counterbalance um, ATX. And we were just talking ourselves about having to learn about self-care, about we can't save the world if we can't even save ourselves, you know, and having to learn that, you know, we have this um, superwoman complex that we got to just be strong and we got to do it all and we can never say no and we got to save the world and the whole time Isn't we it the tiring? World, oh my gosh, we're dying inside. Oh. I mean, literally, just a few weeks ago, while uh, I'm 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 coordinating Juneteenth Family Fun Day weekend, I pass out. I pass out from heat exhaustion and dehydration because I did not eat because I'm so busy tending to everyone else that I forgot to tend to me. And that's why this topic is so relevant for me outside of the little empty nest, but you have to realize what defines you and realize that you are just as important as everyone else around you that you've Mm -hmm. allowed to define who you are. So when I learned that LaDonna loves fashion, oh, my gosh, I love that, because I already know you love your grandkids. I'm a grandmother, too. I know you'd want to spend more time. I know you want to kind of redo the pages of motherhood and be a better spouse. I've been divorced, too. I want to be a great spouse when I get to have a love journey like you again one day. We already know, like, those exterior things. But I want to know about LaDonna. What does LaDonna really want to do? So but the it's fact so crazy that, that when you ask those questions and then it got down to what I really wanted, why do you feel feel so bad about you know it's like you know if I would have said those three things first then I would have felt like god you know my my grandchildren might think I don't love them or my kids might not think that I don't care you know I mean you know what I mean it's just it's just this is it's it's kind of how we're socially wired on this community culture that we have this village culture is that, you know, where it takes a village to raise a child. You know, all of that, Mm -hmm. some of it has to do with personality type because um, I can't remember if you took the Enneagram test what personality type you were, but I'm a type two, I'm a giver, helper. I always got to feel like I'm needed or that I can save the world. And so those personalities really take it to heart that if we're not about helping somebody else, we don't have a purpose and we shouldn't exist. So we tend to be the ones that really feel guilty if – in our area of passion, people aren't a part of it. And so it's hard to pull from us something that's just about us. Um, but at the core, there's, there are little things that kind of, you know, nag on us a little bit about what we want to do. And I'm going to share a couple of things. When she first asked me, the first thing I put on here, uh, and she laughed because all of mine, for the most part, except for one, was about everybody else. So my first passion Um, that I put was, I wanted to be a food travel host. That has been something that I have wanted to do for years. I want a show where me and some girls travel the world, trying out culture and food from our eyes. So many of the travel shows are men. 
Um, and so I would love a show that's a bunch of girls that are going around the world and enjoying cultures and food. And I've always wanted to have a show. Let's I, do that. <laughs> I would love to do it if we can find the financing. I would just be – that, that is something fun? I literally – that was the number one thing on my list. Then the second thing was to be an international advocate and trainer for domestic violence, sexual assault, child abuse, and human trafficking. Mm-hmm. My third one, because she gave me two minutes, but I only had a few, um, was to house all of my children and brothers. The, the fourth one was build a legacy and inheritance for my grandchildren. The fifth one was to train ministries on sustainability and next-level outreach ministries. And the the last one was to help break the cycle of abuse and racism. Now, mind you, the only one that was about me was number one, okay? So yeah, then she yeah. says, now you're done helping everybody else. I need to know your passion for you. <laughs> and when I tell you, it took me, like, I started it again. So she had me start the list again. And I started again. The first thing on there was the travel food host because that is still my number one thing that I really want to do. And then I said, okay, well, what would be next? Oh, my gosh. So then I lost. <laughs> I did. And this wasn't in any particular order, but then she had me go through another phase where I put it in order. But when it wasn't in a particular order, then I put wellness. Okay, get my body and my mind healthy and in shape. I'm not about I love who I am. Yes, I feel I need to be in better shape um, physically, but I love who I am. So but I need to be healthy. And then yeah. I put purchase a dream house, and then I put pay off all of my debt so that I'm financially free. Then I put travel and live abroad for a year. Um, I put finish a documentary, have a New York bestseller um, book, and then attend a live music shows and major sports finals. So those were like the list that I had in my minutes. And then she made me prioritize one through four. So that was a whole nother exercise that was so <laughs> hard to do. But my number one thing was to pay off my debt. And so based on that, what she had me do, and I'm sharing this because I think this is a great exercise for our listeners to do, is then she had me, after I prioritized my top four, she then said, okay, let's take pay off all debt. And she put pay off all debt slash financially wealthy. And then she put one, two, three. What am I doing? What do I need to do? So I have one, two, three things that I'm doing right now toward that goal. And then on the, um, uh, I do a line. And then on the other side of that, what are three things I need to do that I'm not doing in order for me to pay off those debts? And we did that mm-hmm. for wellness. We did that for, to finish my documentary. And then for the New York bestseller. So it was a great exercise for me to really start focusing on me and what defines me based on being able to say, by the end of this year, Sophia did some things for Sophia. That doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, participating in my social constructs and, you know, loving Mm -hmm. on my family and blah, 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 blah. But it means that I'm actually making a concerted effort to live my best life, not always um, facilitating everybody else's everybody best else. life. Right. Yes, which I think is so vitally important to helping people keep stress down, um, 
which also, again, we know leads to some obesity because we're overeating. It leads to depression because you're steady comparing your life or feeling like you're not enough or you haven't done enough with your life, primarily because you've allowed yourself to hold you back because you defined yourself by all your social constructs instead of sitting and saying, you know what, hold on a second. Let me look at what I really want to do. And over the next six months, what can I do to get a little bit closer? Now, what you might want to do may take a year, two years to get there, but what am I doing to start now toward that? And it could be, let me start doing some research into that. Let me see how much it costs. Let me start setting aside $20 um, a week or $100 a month, or let me start making connections connections and networking, or maybe I might not, might need to go to a business after hour or attend an event that's similar to what I want to put on or, or like you said, a fashion boutique. Maybe I need to start rummaging through some of these fashion boutiques online and seeing how they set it up and, you know, what the trends are in fashion or what are some of the things I can do to move closer and feel accomplished as I go through life? And that helps to define you to where if you go through a breakup, you don't feel completely lost because your whole world was wrapped up in that person. Or yes. if your children go off to school or grow up or bump their heads and lose their mind and you have to let them go or put them out, <laughs> your whole world wasn't around <laughs> them and their, their, you know, the whole construct of kids that now you feel lost and so you have them come back in your house when they should have stayed out your house. And, yes. you know, all the different things that we concede to because we get lost. Yes in everybody else because we don't have a definition for ourselves. Same thing with religion. And, and I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. But I believe that some people take religion to the extreme, to where they become so deep they don't, they're no earthly good. And you can become lost in religion and mm-hmm. have no spirituality at all. And so you got to have that balance to know what defines you? What have you been called to do? What does that really mean? And not getting lost in the rhetoric of it all. And with that, I'm going to close today's show um, on what defines you by really encouraging individuals to do the Enneagram test. It's E-N-N-E-G-R-A-M test. You can go online and take it for free. It takes about five minutes to where it will help you kind of find out the type of personality and person that you are. It gives you tips on, like, what you like, the best way to interact with you, kind of some of your traits so you can get to know you a little bit better. But then also do the exercise that I did with LaDonna today and feel comforted in knowing that she and I struggled a little bit. Like, you're not alone um, by saying, you know what, I really don't know what I want, or I kind of feel guilty spilling out, like, what I want. But it's okay to have some I wants, to have some I dreams, um, to have some I've always wanted to. And with that, if you take money and fear out the equation, what do you do to make that happen? Um, so, again, try doing that passions exercise where you list your top three. And technically, the exercise, in two minutes, you list as many as you can. That was the original exercise, as many as you can in two minutes. And then after you do that, you see how many have to do solely about you. 
and then you take it again, and you make sure that the second time you do it in two minutes, they're all about you and the passions you have. Then you prioritize those, and you'll say, for example, pay off debts or wellness. Which one is a priority? Okay, pay off debts. Then you go to the third one, pay off debts or finish documentary. Which one is a priority? And you do that until you get down to the end of your list and you have four based on you setting which one is a priority back to back. And then once you have your top four, go through each one and really do a one, two, three, what you're doing now. And it may not be anything that you're doing now, and that's okay. And then what do you need to do to just start that journey? And it may be in three months due, or it may be start to research, save money, talk to someone else in the industry. You know, it it could be several different things, but at least now you're writing it out, which they say you're ten times more likely to do it when you write it out. You kind of bring that thing into manifestation once you write it out. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have a blueprint for yourself to move forward and working on defining you. So thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you listening. You can please visit us online on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Snapchat, and Facebook at Our Journey Alive. Join the conversation. If you have show topic ideas, please feel free to reach out. You can also listen to any of our previous shows as well. If you go to Our Journey Alive on our Facebook, you can definitely go on to our page on Spreaker or on Open Mic Broadcast. Thank you so much again. LaDonna, I appreciate you, and we will talk to you next time.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.